now listening to Let's Use Up! Because everyone matters, let's talk about you. Hello, I am Alex, your host. And this is Junie again, the co-host for this podcast. Welcome to our third episode where we give light to the issues faced by men, more specifically, gender-based violence and its relation to men in our society. But before we proceed into this relevant yet highly sensitive topics, you can also find us on Facebook and Instagram at Let's Use Up. And please do not forget to like, follow, and join our community as well as to reach and educate more people about this issue. Also, content warning, the following podcast discusses topics that may be highly sensitive to our audience. If you wish to proceed with this episode, please do so with caution. Alright, thank you for that content warning. So, going back, Alex, is there really such a thing as gender-based violence on men? Yeah, sadly, not a lot of people are aware that men also experience violence, which is exactly why this is our focus for this episode. We have gathered different experiences of gender-based violence from varied men. This is to shed light on their experiences and educate the youth that men also experience domestic violence and that there is a lack of safety nets available for them. Mm, I agree. And actually, many people do not take men seriously when they experience such things because of how they are viewed in our society. So, from the moment that they are born, they carry heavy expectations on their shoulders due to society standards. And normally, they are told what is not manly and that they should avoid being weak or emotional. Yeah, that's uh, called gender norms or expectations. It's where men are expected to be masculine and strong since they should be quote-unquote protector and provider. They are also discouraged from expressing their emotions and sometimes feeling ashamed when they ask for assistance or guidance from others due to society's standards. Exactly! But men are also humans that need a break from this so-called protector or hero figure. They also need to express their feelings, thoughts, and emotions, and of course, do not feel ashamed for asking for help because it's normal for us to need help from time to time. They are men, but they are also humans, ha? Huh? But how did the hero figure even begin, Alex? The hero, or should I say hegemonic masculinity concept, first emerged in the early 1980s in regard to gender studies in order to explain the power of men over women. It's actually coined by Raywin Connell to identify the attitudes and practices of men that perpetuate gender inequality. The usual conceptualization of it is described to be, quote-unquote, a set of values established by men in power that functions to include and exclude and to organize society in gender unequal ways. It combines several features like hierarchy of masculinities, differential access among men to power over women and other men, and the interplay between men's identity, men's ideals, interactions, power, and patriarchy. However, there have been debates that challenge the idea of hegemonic masculinity of one is that some forms of destructive masculinity or hypermasculinity are often developed among marginalized men in slums, which also emphasize power and force. They say, in here, that the origins of these destructive attitudes is the violence experienced in childhood to sustain a psychological impact, which would manifest in lacking empathy and remorse that enable the acts of violence. So, when we say toxic masculinity or hegemonic masculinity, well, it's kind of tricky. 
it's often misunderstood and people can just throw the words away like confetti. However, what we can all agree upon is the phrase is derived from the studies focusing on violent behavior perpetrated by men. Do note that this is not to be described as masculinity itself, but a form of gendered behavior that results from expectations like, quote-unquote, what it means to be a man. So, it is derived from the cultural ideal that manliness is measured by them acting, quote-unquote, tough, aka emotions or weakness, and that sex and brutality are by which men are measured. However, we shouldn't generalize that men are naturally violent. As stated by Alex, which is stated by researchers, origins of these destructive attitudes is the violence experienced in childhood that sustained a psychological impact, which would manifest in lacking empathy and remorse that enable the acts of violence. To add to that, as per Clemens back in 2017, in an article named, quote-unquote, what we mean when we say toxic masculinity, uh, researchers have shown that there is very little difference between the brains of men and women. So, while gender identity is a deeply held feeling of being male, female, or another gender, people of different genders often act differently not because of biological characteristics, but because of rigid societal norms created around femininity and masculinity. So, yes, thank you, Juni, for that wonderful explanation. And to further show the existence of gender-based violence or on-cisgender men, we have conducted a survey and collected responses from men who experienced violence. So, one of the respondents said that he had experienced physical punishment at a young age, below 12 years old, and that his relationship with his perpetrators were that they were his family. This made him distance himself from them, and as he said, he does not want to affiliate them himself to them in any way, and thus he became closer to his friends than his family. Oh, this scene seems very familiar where the parents are the ones who inflict violence on their children through physical punishment. Parents usually beat their children as a way of disciplining them. However, many studies actually show that hitting them can actually make things worse, where it can make their child become more anxious. This can also leave lasting impressions on the person and may cause them to be violent to others as well, since that is the behavior they see in their parents. Yeah, uh, to be honest, it kind of reminds me. Um, I don't know if um, my uh, analyzation is right, but uh, I remember Alfred Bandula's Bobo Doll experiment. Gagawin natin in the future, something yeah. like that. But yeah. uh, in Bobodol, in the Bobodol theory, ang ano lang is the kids were watching. Mm-hmm. The kids were watching the adults beat up the Bobodol, and mm-hmm. the kids follow. I don't know lang if um, if the situation is uh, different. Like um, you, like uh, the kid is now the Bobodol that's been, you know, beaten up by the family, ganun, by the parents, ganon. Mm-hmm. But I'm pretty sure there's still a psychological impact in that terms. And personally, um, I don't really want to hit my child in case, mm-hmm. you know, she, he or she does any kalokohan because um, I want to talk through with them. Eh. Um, I don't think it's gonna solve that uh, through violence. I don't think it's gonna solve by just uh, hitting them uh, paluin sa puwet, ng mm-hmm. sobrang sakit, ng biglaan na lang, tapos bigla ang 
alam mo yun, bati na kayo agad. I don't think that's gonna um, work things out. Mm-hmm. I just uh, think um, it's not gonna make things better, you know. For mm-hmm. one, I think I think any child, not just my future child, uh, deserves to know where they went wrong, uh, what they did wrong, mm-hmm. before they, uh, dito, before kay magbate, ganun. You, ano kasi, I also experienced like, uh, hindi naman ako masyado pinapalong yun, but my times uh, na ganun, yeah. uh, biglaan na lang kami magbabate dito. And mm. um, it's hard. I think it had a collateral impact with me. Like, uh, to be honest, I still have hard time in communicating what went wrong, not in the family uh, per se, but uh, in general talaga. So, ayun. That's just some of the ways um miscommunication in the family will manifest in other um, societal factors like uh, not just in the family probably friends and, and the like uh, so ayun uh, I'm not really for hitting the, the kids that easy you know except on some cases na sobrang ano sobrang tigas na talaga ng ulo like uh, yeah cor- corporal punishment ba yung ano yung pinapalood I don't know yeah I think so facing the wall ganun. Uh, Siguro yun. Papagawa ko, papagawa ko yun sa kanya. Ayawin ko siya mo-board. Kung <laughs> sobrang tigas ng ulo, ganun. Hindi naman mayawasan na sobrang tigas ng ulo ng bata nito. But I don't want to, you know, I know my limits. I don't want them to always just get uh, get hit. I don't want them to be scared na kapag may ginawa silang mali. Um, Paano agad? Mm-hmm. I, at least, as a parent, as a mom, in the future, if ever, uh, should know what made them act that way so as to fix the root cause. Hmm, that's true. So, uh, actually, to add to that, no, like, as a child, kasi, like, being a child of my parents, like, I would expect my parents to talk to me first, no? Before, um, like, instead of hurting me or instead of verbally um, telling me na oh it's your fault or um like you sisisihin mo pa yung bata or ididiin mo pa yung ginawa ng bata dun sa bata like i would rather have them tell me what uh, what i did wrong so i could work on it right so i could um mm-hmm. parang i could uh, i could be better next time so i i wouldn't do whatever that pissed them off next time so it's be communicative with your children uh, as 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 a daughter <laughs> uh, coming from the per- mm-hmm. perspective of a daughter uh, we would rather have our parents to be communicative although it's difficult to express words it would be better rather than you know yung malayo yung loob sa ng anak mo dahil they f- uh, they're fearful of you diba? so mm-hmm. ayun <laughs> However, this could be solved or at least lessened if the parents would show remorse or change their abusive behavior. Or they could also meet in the middle to satisfy both their needs at once or through communication as well. Yeah, that's right. Um, well, not only the parents can be perpetrator of violence, but then stranger to the victim, as shown by one of our respondents' experience, where he received emotional violence from a stranger when he was only a minor. He was able to resolve the issue by discussing it with his parents and trusted friends. Yet, many years have passed and that incident still affects him very much. 
it gave him anxiety and low self-esteem. So this made his parents become stricter and more protective of him. No, it's a good thing that he is able to find a good support system since it is really a hard battle to um, against emotional violence and its negative effects on a person. Especially that he experienced this when he was just a minor. So having your family and friends to be there for you can really be a great help to overcome such an, um, a really bad um, traumatizing incident. Yeah, agree. Um, ayun nga, it's important to have a good support system because I know what it feels to bottle things up and biglaan na sumabok. And trust me, the collateral damage is um, way worse yeah. than uh, letting it out to someone you trust. It actually feels good to let it out someone to let it out to someone you trust. Mm. Pag may pro- problem ka. But ano kasi, if we bottle it up, it's gonna sound passive aggressive. Based on based on my experience, it sound I sounded passive aggressive when in fact I was just hurt, something like that. And ang ano panon, ang masama panon, I had an anxiety attack after letting mm. things out. So yeah, I wish everyone to find their own support system. Yeah. Because it's harder when you bottle things up. Because um, the collateral damage of bottling things up, lalo na pag nagpile up, yung mga nakifeel mo dyan sa loob mo, it's, ano, gonna ha- it's, it's probably gonna cost you something like what it cost me, which is anxiety attack. Mm. So take care of yourself, guys. It's true. There's always the good ones there. No. Um, yun nga, totoo yung sinabi mo, Alex. Like, if you bottle it up kasi, marami din masasaktan. And not just others around you, but also yourself. You will end up hurting yourself so much. Kasi, um, ako rin eh, ganun din yung ginagawa ko eh. I, I repress my emotions rather than telling other people. Kasi nga, I'm also scared of looking, uh, of seeming like I'm weak. Diba? But, you know, we have to get over. Uh, I just realized that we have to get over that fear, no matter how difficult it is. Because, nung nailabas ko na sa ibang tao, it felt like really good. Like finally, I don't have this lingering around me. Wala nang kubaga. Wala nang rainy cloud sa taas ko. Parang ganon. So <laughs> ayon. So yon. Mm, guys, true. Afraid of true. opening up to people, kahit mahirap. And you're not weak for showing emotions. You're not weak for telling how much it hurts or telling people why it hurts. It's actually a strong. It's actually a courageous thing to do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like yeah, it's actually courageous. As per what my friend said, I let something out to her, kasi and. Uh, it's nothing biggie, but uh, it's something I would keep to myself. Something mm-hmm. I'd always deny. And she said, that's actually strong for you. Ganun, mm-hmm. Something like that. Yay. Anyway, that's true about support <laughs> systems. However, um, I'd advise you guys to um, uh, be careful of um, who you open up to. Um, we don't know how, we, how they'd react. Um, but uh, I just want to tell you what my wise friend said to that. Um, uh, hindi mo kasalanan. Yun ang yari sa'yo. Yeah. 
if ever uh, they decided to brush it off like uh, this one responded where he experienced sexual abuse and psychological violence when he was just 15 years old it is within the family right or acquaintance of his mm, i think it was an acquaintance of his no Oh yeah, yeah, it was an acquaintance of his, the perpetrator. And discussing the incident with his family members did not help solve the issue because he was a male and the parents decided to brush it off. This made him feel that he is not cared for by his parents and since he's a male, his parents told him that he has got nothing to lose. That's such an unfortunate situation. So, you know, Alex, the phrase, he has nothing to lose, also shows how different males and females are seen in our society. So, compared to females, when sexually violated, they may be seen negatively in society because she is not a virgin anymore. So, in our society, the concept of virginity, or a better term for it, having an experience in sexual intercourse, is seen as a bigger deal to females than males. Yeah, talk about double standards. I mean, nothing to lose. We win some, we lose some. But um, in, in this situation, I don't think this is the right time to say that. Um, the, you know, the respondent totally felt um, sad about what happened. Anguish, I don't know. Probably, uh, you know, it's an understatement. All the words I'm trying to find to describe what he feels, it's probably an understatement. And um, I felt that um, how sad it would be, uh, how sad it would be if I heard it from someone I thought I could open up to, only to find out I have nothing to lose just because you know I am a boy. Then mm. of course I have feelings. That's what I'd say. That's why ane. That's why um, no matter how sensitive this uh, podcast is, I think. This is really uh this is my favorite to tackle. Like I really want to give light on what ma- what the male society feels because uh of-, of course I have male friends too and uh I just let them open up to me and mm-hmm. whenever I hear of their struggles, wala talaga sa gender yan. It doesn't matter if you are a male or a female. You have, you know, we can all we can get vulnerable to perpetrators sometimes mm-hmm. and we shouldn't victimize them you know we trusted them eh? you know and you know what sucks betrayal doesn't come from an enemy talaga. so mm-hmm. when it I hope not, I hope it doesn't happen at all actually but if it happens the best that we could do as um, a loved one of someone we uh, listen to them uh, we know alamin natin kung kailan natin ay kung kailan magbibigay ng advice kung kailan kung kailan makikinig lang mm-hmm. because um, yeah all of us need mental composure uh, all of us need a support system and to think that I just hear nothing to lose if ever or wala tayong magagawa or something like that mm-hmm. um, it's gonna ano, it's gonna have me close up like, ay, ganun din, ganun lang pala yung makukuha ko from them. Yeah. Why, why would I bother saying it? You know? So, yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> so, <laughs> that, that's an unfortunate thing to say to people who experience such incidents. 
to let's mm-hmm. be, let's be careful, no? Because mm-hmm. um, just imagine um the pain that person is going through, deba. So, parang mm-hmm. for you to dismiss it, ah, uh, oh man, <laughs> it took that person a lot of courage to open up to you. So yeah, it, it feels bummer, deba. Man, <laughs> so Bummer. man, don't don't dismiss your friends or your family when they open up to you. So this scenario actually shows the stereotype that our society has of the male gender that they are strong and being sexually abused bothers them. Some might even laugh at them when they complain and ask help about it. Because they will be seen as lucky, because they're sila. Oh man, don't Ooh. say that. Yikes. That's disgusting. I, I don't, I don't get what's so funny with that. I don't know. Oh, I'm so mad at this. I'm so mad at this. Like, nakaisa? What the hell? Yuck. It's, yeah. It's. Yeah. They didn't. They didn't want it. They they never yeah. wanted it in the first place. So don't phrase it as if. Suerte pa sila. As if they're lucky yeah. to have to experience that. Because it's not. We have the right to our boundaries. Yeah. Diba? So, Mm-mm. however, um, in reality, kasi, their rights are violated. I said, diba? The event that mm-hmm. happened did not have his consent. Thus, it is natural for them to feel sad, angry, disgusted, and would want the issue to be resolved. Don't yeah, that's that true. Way. Come on, they're not lucky. <laughs> yeah, walang consent eh. Not it didn't happen the way um the way you the way you wanted it something like that. You told them no, but still they did it, de ba? Simple may inis na ba? I feel sad, angry, disgusted, and the like. And I also agree that he also recommended reporting the offenders to the rightful authorities in order to have closure and justice from the violation committed against him. However, it became more difficult for them because of the lack of the safety nets for them. Mm-mm. While women and children have specific laws protecting them from gender-based violence, men do not. Um, and the added feeling of shame and judgment they get from society when they talk about this experience forces them to stay quiet about it. So, case like this, not heard. Of that much. Mm. Yeah, and actually, that is a clear violation of their rights, especially that this was also done to a to minor. And again, this can affect the victim's mental state, which can last for a very long, long, long time. Maybe any gender, you know, kusang mm. kaman na bibilang heteronormativity, society, LGBTQIA plus community, tao pa rin sila. Who feel and they are humans deserving of rights and protection. Because we shouldn't treat them differently just because of their gender. Uh, basically, um, nga, what we've been highlighting on is that violence can happen to anyone. Um, I think it's about time that um, we also shed light to the plights of the men and that, um, you know, more studies. Ayun, more studies. Yeah. So, 
let us not assume that females are weak or always or that they always overreact to circumstances and that males shouldn't react too much or are not capable of getting offended hurt or scared and that the lgbtqia plus community is too much or too needy yeah everyone needs someone mate the uh friends family partner company and the like so let's be more open-minded to what the person feels and has experienced and accept that they have feelings too which does not make them any less of a man or actually accept the experiences which does not make them any less of a man true and this is actually called positive masculinity where men use their physical and emotional strength for the community and to achieve healthy behavior. It's about men displaying emotions, vulnerability, and moral courage. It is being open-minded and not letting gender norms to limit how they can express themselves. A study from Promundo reveals that if we got rid of the beliefs that place pressure on men to behave within specific masculine norms, we could reduce sexual violence, traffic accidents, bullying, and violence, and depressive symptoms among men. Yeah, I agree. And uh, if our parents, um, fathers and the like, would also push back against the masculine norms they could um, inculcate on their sons, uh, it will be also uh, make their feel sad. <laughs> So, ano kasi nung topic, like, I like it very much. However, uh, it yeah. made me feel things. You know? mm-hmm. Ako din. Um, <laughs> it's something relatable, something That's timely, true. something sensitive. And yeah, to continue what I'm saying, I already remember what I said. It will be able to make their children feel more loved and cared, and uh, more um, spaces for communication will open up. So, ay, magiging close tayo, and all the more support system we can have. Um, it's also gonna create a good environment while the child grows. Mm. So that is what our future children deserve and also the current children we have right now, the younger population. Mm-hmm. So keep in mind, um, we call that communication and also pushing back against masculine norms. It's already 2021. Come you know? on. <laughs> <laughs> Come Nadine, on. Nadine. Nadine was <laughs> 2021 na! <laughs> so, ayun. Instead of men fighting for power and trying to look aggressive and firm all the time, which sometimes forces them to choose a vicious path which causes bullying and violence, although we do not, um, we're not generalizing this, uh, they could be true to themselves and communicate the things that they are going through. Mm-hmm. In this episode, we learned that men also experience gender-based violence and that we have to be open-minded to how men feel and we also should avoid encouraging toxic masculinity instead. We should encourage positive masculinity, especially that they are also lacking of safety nets for them um, to protect them from violence. So, just to plug, by the end of our podcast, we invite you all to tune in to our next episode that will talk about the Soji Bill and its controversy. That's it. Thank you for listening to Let's Use Up with your hosts, Alex and Junie. We hope you enjoyed our deep dive into the topic, the plights of men in Philippine society. Thank you for listening to Let's Use Up. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with your friends and family. You can also head over and like us on Facebook at Let's Use Up. 
and follow us on Instagram at let's.usap to get updates for when our next episodes will air. Thanks again and see you in our next episode. Bye!